that anytime that you can, you can observe something, you can then measure it. And if you can measure it, that means that you can teach it, train it, coach it, hold people accountable to it. This is the key to leading through values. In business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but is to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. Well, hey, welcome back to the Lead Through Values podcast. This is James, and today we are in a five-part series, and we are winding down a little bit. This is this is number four. And uh, not just is it the fourth part, it's truth number four. If you haven't been with us, make sure you go back and listen to the first three uh, because it will build on this a little bit. We are in the middle of talking about culture and values and making it come to life. And so this guide that you you can get at leadthroughvalues.com is going to complement the stuff that I'm saying on this podcast, but it also has some reflection questions to help you create some uh, awareness around uh, the areas that you can work on and what's going well also in your business. So let's dive in. Truth number four today is culture isn't what you do. It's everything you do. Let me say that one more time. Culture is not what you do. It's everything you do. Anytime you've entered a workplace where a poor culture exists, you can feel the energy or that vibe and you can sense that it's not the same as, as a place that's really fun to go to where the culture is high and there's experts around and there, you can just pick it up. You can sense it. It's palpable and, and that's, it's observable. And I've said this before that anytime that you can, you can observe something, you can then measure it. And if you can measure it, that means that you can teach it, train it, coach it, hold people accountable to it. This is the key to leading through values. It's not enough to say, uh, we value integrity, such a common word when we, when we get into culture, it's not enough. It's enough when you break it down and you say, what does it look like on a daily basis? And that's part of the defining process. The action part is, is when you commit as a company that we're going to hold each other accountable to it. And so, uh, uh, that's the, the third step, but I want to talk to you. If you see, see, I take for granted that some of you or that all of you who are listening have actually experienced a company that is thriving, what a thriving culture looks like from the inside. But I realize that's probably not true. I, I assume that there are some of you, perhaps a large too many number of you 
who have not had a chance to experience that. Or maybe you've been in business for yourself and, or you've only worked for one organization. I've got a close friend who has uh, spent 20 plus years in one company. They do things great, but, but he only knows what they do. Right. And so, uh, if you've been in a, if, if you haven't been in another company or that you haven't really ever truly experienced what a thriving business culture looks like from the inside, I want to dedicate this episode to telling you what, what to look for, what you're going to see. Okay. So I have a list of things here. Here's what it looks like when you're inside a business that has a thriving culture, you will see number one, a positive vibe and energy. There is excitement. People are doing things like giving high fives and recognizing and appreciating great work by others. That's a common practice. Number two, people know what's expected of them. Uh, That means they know what quality there needs to be done. They know what the deadlines are. They know what the handoffs are. Who's going to receive your part of the work? It's going to go on to somebody else to complete. You would know things like the urgency of this or how to prioritize that project. Because let's be real, there's always a number of things that are on anybody's desk at any given time. And so what are the, the hot things? What are the priorities? Is everybody in alignment with them? And what urgency are we working at to that? Okay, so people know these things in a high-performing culture, in a thriving culture. Number three, employees, all, of, all the employees. They have the tools and the resources to do their job with excellence. All right. No excuses that we're waiting on the computers, our phone lines. Uh, I didn't have the training, uh, whatever it is. No excuses. Right. So we're going to take out the excuse factor. Everybody has the tools and resources to do their job to a degree of excellence. And that's a defined excellence level. My definition and your definition of excellence, they're different. They really are. And so we're, we're going to know what that also means. Number four, we have zero tolerance for toxic behaviors and attitudes, whether it's written or not. I don't believe you can have a thriving culture without an understanding of values. Now, they may not be present on the walls or hanging on banners, but they're showing up on a daily basis. So there's an opportunity if you don't have that, like get them defined because I promise you it will come back and you won't be able to scale unless you've got them defined and you live them out because your values and your culture will scale your business. In fact, your culture has to outpace your growth. It has to. So as part of that, you have zero tolerance for toxic attitude, uh, for toxic attitudes and behaviors. And you let toxic people go if they are uncoachable or they're unwilling to change. You, if you have never given the toxic employee feedback, that their behavior is out of line, shame on you, a leader. That's your job. If they have had coaching, feedback, if they've been written up, reprimanded, whatever you need to do on that toxic behavior, and it's not something that was so drastic that like theft, okay, you're going to get fired immediately in a thriving culture for that. But a thriving culture doesn't tolerate um, these toxic behaviors. In the future, if you're interested in knowing what toxic behaviors are, I will, I would like to do an episode on that, but it'd be interesting to hear from you, our listeners, um, 
you know, I don't think of you as just listeners, like you're partners in this with me. So what, what's the toxic, like, what would you want to know about toxic behaviors in a workplace? Cause today we're talking about the, like, this is not okay. We're talking about thriving cultures. So let me move on to number five in a thriving culture. It looks like on the inside, you know, that people want to work there. Like people are drawn to the concept of working for your company, the company that you work for. They have people asking, hey, I heard it's so cool to work there. What's it like to work there? Is it as great as it sounds? Like, come on, give me the dirt. It can't be that good. People want to work there. And so you get uh, you get a lot of referrals and you always have a steady pipeline of good to great people who want to work there. All right. So let's talk about number six in a thriving culture there are abundant opportunities for people to grow and advance. In fact, the whole company is growing. You aren't going to be a thriving culture and have zero growth. That doesn't exist. Thriving cultures are growing. And so that creates opportunities for people to step in to new positions, to new roles, to learn. There's training, there's support. Maybe there is even a, um, a program for um, tuition reimbursement. There are abundant opportunities for growth, though. All right, number seven, values are present and observable in meeting rooms, like in these in these common spaces. So meeting rooms, workspaces, anywhere in between there, actually. It could be out on a production floor. So not only are we living them out, but we've actually, we've done the thing. <laughs> we've, we've put the words on the wall. I have a client that actually has it on, on, on their invoicing. It's all internal stuff. It's not really invoicing, but it's like job costing stuff. They track it. Well, it shows up right there. It's just a reminder. And they have some pretty awesome values. Uh, and I would love to, to bring Tom in, uh, as a guest so you can hear those values. Uh, so values are present and observable everywhere. Number eight, people at all levels have open and honest communication with each other. Now, communication is like the number one thing that we always hear on engagement surveys, like we don't communicate well enough or we could communicate better. It happens every place. I've never seen like we're perfect at communicating. It doesn't, I think that's a, I think that's a unicorn, but, uh, um, what we can say in a culture that's thriving, you would see it from the inside that there is open, honest, real communication. That means that there's the occasional challenge. I don't think that's the right way to go. Uh, and somebody might even dig in. We can have a heated discussion on it. But what you're not going to see, confrontation that is unhealthy. So let me, let me back up because I believe that a healthy, thriving workplace culture permits confrontation that is respectful and that is done with integrity and compassion, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a pushover and get walked over. I might be getting a little idealistic on you right now. That's okay. And you may disagree, but in a thriving culture, and I've seen this, when an unpopular decision has to be made and it was against what some others wanted, the ones that were against it, will fully support it, get behind it, and be champions for it. They're not going to have the meeting after the meeting or the sidebar conversations when somebody walks in the room and it suddenly gets quiet. You don't see that in thriving organizations. You don't. You don't. Number nine. We've got a few more to go through here. Number nine. Feedback is a daily occurrence. It's something that employees desire and do not fear. 
a thriving culture is rooted in performance and excellence. And the way that you get that is through consistent, honest, helpful, timely, specific forms of feedback. And that's something that has to happen on a daily occurrence. And it's something that your employees will come to want. They'll desire it and not fear it. That is a culture shift. All right, number 10, people are excited to share information and collaborate with each other. In a thriving organization, we're not gonna have hoarders of information. We're gonna have people that are excited about sharing it that wanna collaborate with each other. Number 11, individual and team excellence is encouraged and recognized. Again, a thriving culture says, great job, high five, fist bumps. I'm gonna, I wanna recognize Bill who just sacrificed uh, a little free time on this weekend and helped me through a project. We came in together and knocked this out. That's amazing. And that's kind of uncommon, but not in a thriving culture. You see these things all the time. Number 12, leaders are constantly looking for and developing other new leaders. Uh, great leaders are focused on developing other great leaders. They're not threatened by it. They're seeking it and they want to find them and help them get better. Leaders that are not confident, they're looking to create followers. Follow me. And that's a very selfish thing where developing other people is selfless. Number 13, in a thriving culture, you will see a sense of urgency, but not hurriedness, okay? Big difference. To define this, let's talk about it. There's a sense of urgency, like we're not going to wait on this. We need to take action on this, but we're going to do it strategically. We're going to do, you know, we're going to do our homework on this. This is key, but, but there has to be movement. There has to be action, not just intent. Okay. Urgency with a bias to action. Now that's not hurriedness. Hurriedness is when we race into something reactively because we weren't planning ahead. We weren't prepared Something hit us out of the blue, and now we hurried and we create mistakes. But you will not find a culture of hurriedness in a thriving organization because we know hurriedness is the true sin of busyness, and it leads to stress and feelings of overwhelmed, and it, and it leads to mistakes and remakes and missed deadlines and poor quality, yada, yada, yada. And that is a high stressor. So you can have a sense of urgency, but not hurriedness. And you can also have lowered stress as a result, okay? Number 14, and this is the final one of what a thriving culture looks like from the inside. Employees have a sense of ownership for decisions. In the absence of policies and rules, people make decisions based on their value system. Make sure their values align with yours. As we wrap up on, on this one here, I just want to, I want to, get to this piece because this piece is crucial to making it come together in a thriving culture. We just were talking about how, uh, values guide decisions. We talked about a thriving culture and we said at the opening of this, the truth was culture isn't what you do. It's everything you do. So here we go. When you lead through values, you're communicating at the level of trust. Isn't this cool? So if we're talking about clients and customers, we're communicating to them. You matter to us. You're important to us. Not just for our bottom line. We care about you. 
uh, we're going to be here for the long haul. We have longevity. It communicates that we understand you, that we listen to you, and we take action based on your feedback. Because customers give feedback all the time. They, they give feedback with their money. They give feedback with the reviews. So we listen and we act. When you level of trust with clients and customers, then you are constantly growing and adapting. And again, all of these things result in trust. Now let's talk about vendors and partners. Okay, so when we're talking about a vendor, that generally is somebody that you're buying product from. Or it could be a delivery service, et cetera, things like that. Now partners, they could be financial partners. They could be other businesses that you uh, at times partner up with or that you refer to. When you communicate at the level of trust because of culture to vendors and partners, you're saying to them, we're going to make you look good. We won't embarrass you. And there's an expectation that that's going to be back the same way. When you lead through values, you communicate the level of trust to vendors and partners, you're saying you can expect integrity, a commitment, and that we're stable. And all of these things result in trust. Now, let's talk about employees or staff members. This could even be extended to volunteers. If you're listening and, you're, and you run a nonprofit or a church and you have an army of volunteers, when you lead through values, you're communicating at the level of trust to them. We want you to feel valued. They'll, they will feel valued and they'll feel respected. That means that they'll feel heard. They will feel and sense that they have shared values. That again, stability comes back. We know what to expect. We know what not to expect, that kind of stuff. We would give them, we would create opportunities for them to do what they do best. And again, the result is trust. So to recap here, when we say culture isn't what you do, it's everything you do, tying it back to all the way, episode one, when we're talking about it's fused with your brand at the source or at the root of all of this is trust. Now, next episode, we're going to get into the final truth. Truth number five, little teaser for you here. Culture has always been about performance. And I think that's really, I, I'm really excited to dive into that one because it's, it's misunderstood. I think a lot of times people, uh, especially business owners, small business owners even, think that culture has a lot to do with the perks and the benefits. And it, those are, those are parts of culture. It, it is really in its simplest form how we want to get work done around here. I have been on those thriving teams before. I have seen a thriving culture from the inside. And I promise you, once you see it, you'll never work for a place. You won't tolerate it long. You may have to for a short period of time, but you won't tolerate it uh, a, poor, a poor culture ever again. All right. I'm James, and this is Lead Through Values. Hey everyone, this is James, and I want to tell you about an upcoming virtual coaching program called Accelerate. It's for high-achieving, success-minded people just like you who demand greatness of themselves and expect it of everyone around them. Accelerate will help you drastically improve communication in your business, reduce bottlenecks and busyness, help spark innovation and even creative thinking, and absolutely maximize team performance. Now, Accelerate is for business owners, executives, it's for up-and-coming leaders, anyone who is wanting to advance their leadership and to build their business capacity in 2021. The training starts in February and space is limited. Learn more at jamesmayhew.com.